0: yo guys welcome back to another amazing episode of artistic state of mind um we are here to talk about all things good in the music film theater and tv industry yep um as you may or may not know my name is stephen aka the art appreciator aka the ladies gentleman aka smiling mastermind and who else do we have in the room
1: um, you have me, Juliana, no AKA, just Juliana Or actually maybe an AKA or
0: Jules Cool, yeah. cool Welcome to the show Welcome to the show We've got a good one We've got quite a lot of things to talk about um, Apologies for not dropping when we needed to drop mm-hmm. Had a few things to sort out before that time But yes, we are here mm-hmm. And we are back And we are going to keep it coming at you Okay So How's the week been Jules?
1: Um, yeah, it's been alright Like Stephen said, apologies for not dropping the episode um, earlier this week, it was my fault uh, Basically, um, I booked a dentist appointment the same day that I was supposed to record And I thought, oh yeah, I'll be fine And I got my tooth taken out So let's just say that once the anaesthetic wore off It felt like someone had literally punched my jaw So I was in very much in bed crying feeling sorry for myself but at the same time knowing that I put myself in that situation but we're here now we obviously could not miss a week um giving you guys some good stuff so we're back again and apart from that it's been a it's been a good flowing week work is going great um writing is going great i haven't really spoken about me writing that much actually but yeah writing's going great i've been using my spare time to um rewrite um a script that i was, I was supposed to film from like two months ago but um i decided to redraft it again so before i go on to actually get it made or make it so you yeah, know things are going good how's your week been
0: Stephen? week well, has been okay um obviously the work life and all that stuff um but yeah it's been vibing some new music uh, a lot of new music actually a lot of new stuff's dropped this this week last week as well um black thought dropped a, an album um i don't even know who that is he's a rapper he's okay. part of part of the roots i would say maybe um also um j-rock dropped an album also Nas dropped an album which i haven't listened to just yet but also I listened to the project from Kid Cudi and Kanye. Which oh Kid See Ghosts. Um yeah, You invested project. time in that. I did. Oh
1: Jesus Christ. I, I don't even know
0: what to say. I, I did, I'm just I
1: using God's not. name in vain. But anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, on. so yeah, that's what I've been been listening to. And yeah, I'm gonna talk a bit about it later on in the show. Really? Yes. Oh dear.
1: This is the part that's the part you probably hear me zone out because I don't really care. But whatever. But in the meantime, what's been happening? um, Well, what's the downbeat? What's been going on music, film, theater, Um, TV-wise?
0: Film-wise, there was a new trailer people were talking about. Oh, yes, I saw this. And this was Widows um, by Oscar-winning director Steve McQueen. (sighs) And, uh, yeah, this project seems like it's very, very promising. Um, the trailer gave didn't give a lot away, but it gave enough just to kind of tease the audience to kind of check out in the theaters and things like that. Um, it's got... Who, who's who got it? Who's got it? So it's got Viola Davis. Yes, an all-studded cast. All-star studied. all star studied.
1: All-star-studded cast, sorry.
0: Yeah, and it's got Michelle Rodriguez, Elizabeth Debicki, and Cynthia Irineville. Mm-hmm. Um, So I think it's a modern day kind of crime epic. I think it was, yeah, it was co-written by McQueen and Gone Girl's Gillian Flynn. So, you know, Gone Girl was quite a good film. Mm -hmm. People love the writing in that. So it seems like these two powers have teamed up to create something quite magical. So Mm -hmm. I think it it follows a group um, of four women left in depth um, by their dead husbands, criminal activities. And um, they have to kind of create their own heist, which is which is interesting. So it's going to be interesting to see. Don't we just love
1: women when they have to look after their men and f- fix up because their men have done something wrong, hey?
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be great to see those four women killing it on screen. And it's got um, uh, quite a few other stars as well, but obviously... But so we don't care. No, <laughs> I'm joking.
1: <laughs> but we have to go we and do.
0: see. Go and watch the trailer to check out the stars, I guess.
1: Yeah, no, but it's definitely like a like a whoa kind of trailer like Stephen said it doesn't give too much away but you kind of it kind of grips you enough to want to to want to definitely go check it out in the cinema so when when does it get released do we even know when it gets released
0: I'm not too sure just yet yeah I don't really know myself but I'm sure it's going to be either I think maybe next year or this year <laughs> one of those yeah. one of those years it, it, well I guess either so. 2018 or 2019 yeah but I'm definitely sure it's going to be 2018
1: Yeah, 2018 or yeah. 2019 <laughs> <laughs> You're still saying the same thing yeah, I am, I am God, what? But anyway, yeah um, News from theatre
0: Yeah Now,
1: this one is quite a quite a pop, popular culture one But at the same time, it, it kind of like interlinks with theatre a little bit um, So for those who are familiar with Love Island um there is a particular is a a contestant yes contestant yeah right word a contestant on there who um i think in the beginning said that she's a theater actress or whatever theater actress dancer singer whatever and she happens to be in dream girls so basically she quit she basically quit Dream Girls um to go on Love Island and now she it looks like she's facing legal actions from the production company. Wow. How very interesting. Um so Samara Mighty, um, who is the who is a, a contestant on Love Island, basically gave them, uh, allegedly gave um Sonia Friedman production a day's notice before leaving Dream Girls, which is running in the West End at Savoy Theatre. Um and they're basically suing her for three thousand pounds in compens- compensation. Wow! Um, and Samara has gone on to say that her role was easy to fill, and someone with the show, someone from the show's previous cast, has stepped in to take her place. It was a win-win. Um, if she carried on with Dream Girls, it would have been a fantastic. It would have been. It would have been fantastic, and she would have loved it. But within five months, you would have been unemployed. Man. But with Love Island, it was fantastic because you just couldn't turn it down. Um, Sonia Freeman Productions haven't really said much, but what's your thoughts on that, actually? You know, somebody sees a bigger opportunity, potentially a bigger opportunity um, than the one that they're given and they decide to leave um, and they've got someone suing them for it.
0: I guess you didn't give enough notice in regards to... But then anything. if
1: you was to get like a regular job,
0: yeah, 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 you sign a contract. Sometimes you have to like hand in a letter of resignation weeks before, right? Yeah, but if you haven't started the job...
1: Did she start the job? I don't know. What I'm she sure she did.
0: If She went to go in for an interview and they've told her like, you've been moved on to the next stage and stuff like that. And there's more and more as it goes along. It's a
1: bit of a complex one to be fair, because there's so many kind of like questions to ask. Did she had she had started working on Dream Girls, or did she just sign her contract and then give a day's notice saying that she's not going to do it anymore, or was it a thing where she had been in the production for quite a fair bit
0: and gave her day's notice? I think she has been in the production because I've, I've seen a few pictures of her actually on, on Dream Girls. I, th- I think I think so. I believe so. Yeah. And she was just a dancer.
1: I believe she so. was probably more the background person innit? it. Maybe. See that's the thing, like. I think I don't know whether I necessarily agree with how the production company's going about it. Mm. I think more or less like they're, they're I think they just looking at an they're seeing a public a public opportunity mm. to kind of get their name out there because somebody who has gone on and been in their, one of their shows is on kind of like a predominantly well known show and they're using the opportunity to bring their name into line. I think it's a little bit petty right i think um because in all honesty like like she said her role is easily replaceable you can't tell me you don't have a list of people that you could potentially call to say i know it's last minute i don't know whether when it comes to casting and stuff there's always kind of understudies again it it boils down to how big her role is Mm -hmm. but at the same time you've got a list of people that you probably would have auditioned that were great, but they you didn't give them the call. You can always call them. It's not that deep to the point where you have to now be suing her for £3,000. Mm. And this is a multi-million production company. Yeah. So you're being petty, <laughs> I think, more than anything. But okay. yeah, let us know your thoughts about that because it's quite interesting. Like I can understand if it was a small production company and they're out of pocket and she's left. But a company like Sonia Friedman, you're making tons and tons of money. Is this more... Are they using this more as a publicity stunt for them to get them more into the limelight? Mm. I, you know, it's a question that we we have to think about. Yeah. In other news, what else is happening?
0: Well, you've got one more theatre thing, haven't you? Before oh, I move no, on to we're the just going to spread it out. We could, I guess. We could go back and forth, right?
1: Okay, I could do my next theatre news. So, the National Theatre... Which I will further talk on uh, about later on because I've got a couple of reviews for you guys. Um, recently announced that Kate Blanchet and Stephen Delane to star in Martin Crimp's world premiere. Um, I don't even know what the project. It's a new play. Have they even said what the new play is? I don't believe so. So we don't know what the new play is, but it's a new play by Martin Crimp and it's it's set to be directed by Katie Mitchell who directed i think cleansed at the national and waves waves um and it's it's due to be released or it's due to be um premiere in January 2019 i don't think i've seen kate blanchett in a theater a theater performance
0: i don't think it's something she usually does yeah she's, she's normally more, more film yeah. Film TV, maybe, yeah.
1: And, of course, you know, as a film TV star, what is the best place to go and perform as a theatre artist? Oh, National Theatre, of course. Of course. Um, <laughs> that sounded really, like, bougie, but yeah. Um, it's a new play by Martin Crimp. Um, like I said, it's directed by Katie Mitchell, and it will be the first time, and it's Kate Blanchett's debut, and... Um, And it's alongside Stephen Delaney who returns to the National Theatre for the first time since the coast of Ethiopia in 2002. Um, Martin Crimp's play is a break through the surface of contemporary debates to explore the messy, often violent nature of desire and the fluid, complicated roles that men and women play. Um, Using Richardson's novel as a prerogative... um, What is that? Provo- provocation five characters act out a dangerous game of sexual domination and resistance so we don't know much <laughs> we know that it's about men and women <laughs> mm-hmm. but there's something there and um, that they're going to explore and um, it would be great to have got a name if anybody knows what the name is let us know because i don't know this is this is from the press release that National Theatre gave to us. So I'm, I'm I'm quite intrigued to know what the actual play is. But I definitely would like to see... I've actually met um, Kate in real life and she's an absolutely lovely woman. So I'd love to see her in a theatre performance. So that should be quite interesting. So guys, keep that in your diary for January 2019 if you're intrigued. Um, and I believe tickets, more information will be announced in autumn 2018
0: when the tickets
1: will go on sale. So yeah.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Other news? Other news. I've got some TV news here. Oh yeah, um, me too. So it seems like Jordan Peel's is going like from...
1: Higher levels to higher, higher, higher levels.
0: Yeah, he's doing more and more these days. Um, it seems like he, him and his um, production company, which is Monkey Pool Productions... Um, have signed their first look television deal at Amazon um, after setting up The Hunt and Lorena. Um, wow. So they, I think a, a trailer came out for, I think The Hunt, I haven't seen it, but I know there was a trailer that came out and people loved it. People people were calling it impactful and different and something that they haven't seen before, which is great. And I think that's what Jordan Peele does. He always seems to bring out the best in Either his work or other people's work as well, in regards to, like his production and what what kind of input he has on the show or the film. Um, so yeah, he's at it again, and um, it seems like his production company is gonna, you know, gonna be producing more TV shows via Amazon. So it's gonna be great to see what he's got coming up, and obviously with the film coming out next year, which is called Us with Lupita Nyong'o. Um, who else is in it?
1: Uh, isn't that the only name that's been announced
0: no there was two other names which I've forgotten now, which is really what, horrible Cynthia as well probably I and, the, and um, the person that oh, I forgot his name now. the person the, the gentleman that plays Mbaku in Black Panther Winston Duke Winston Duke's in it um, so yeah obviously we'll have to see what Jordan Peele's got coming up but it looks like he's got a, quite a good quite a few good things lined up in the coming weeks Or coming weeks Coming coming years Let's say coming years
1: It looks like it's going to be Quite a busy few years for him Yeah And if you're it, Well I guess that that That's the opportunity for people To make sure they get their Amazon Prime You know Membership Because mm. if it's an Amazon Prime production You sure ain't getting it on Netflix Yeah So make sure you get that Amazon Prime I know it's an extra $7.99 But think about it Yeah we shouldn't be plugging Amazon Prime Because boy they should be sponsoring us. Where the coins at? But you know, but good on, definitely good on um, Jordan Peele. In in other TV world, Shonda Rhimes is set sets her first project the Netflix. Oh God, look at us, eh? Hey? First Amazon, now Netflix. Oh, we're just doing the job for them. Um, The series um, based on a real life woman who scams NYC social scene. So Shonda Rhimes, um, I think as we kind of spoke about a couple of weeks, a couple of episodes ago, Mm. um, has signed an ink to New Deal with Netflix. I think she'll be doing a couple of projects um, with them. And this is her first one.
0: Wow.
1: Um, so, uh, So Shonda Rhimes and her Shondaland... Banner have set up the first project under under her new huge deal. Um, have they have acquired the rights to the New York, the New York magazine article, how Anna Devayle tricked New York's party people, by Jessica Pressler, to adapt it as a series. The virtual article, which came out in May. May 28th had several producers swarming To bring it to television Or the big screen According to Deadlines Nelly Andre Andre Vera, Sorry Netflix steps up in the big way And Rhyme's commitment to do the adap- adaptation As her first series For the streaming performance Further tips the scale So basically the story is based on an article And loads of people were just like I want it i want it you mm-hmm. know and shonda and netflix got it they they bought the big bucks and um managed to managed to kind of seal the deal so i don't know when that will be released but obviously they've got the rights to it and at the moment i'm guessing they're currently in the writing rooms not writing rooms but in the the part before the writing rooms. Mm. I wonder if Shonda's going to write it herself or if they're going to bring on some writers.
0: I'm sure that might be a bit too much for Shonda. So
1: Shonda's a busy lady, but she knows how to do it. She's like my like my inspiration, one of my inspirations.
0: Man, yeah, we we'll have to wait and see and see what she does then.
1: Because she was doing, oh, she she did it. She executive produced How to Get Away with Murder. Mm. She didn't write that. Yeah, but she did Scandal and she did great anatomy so she's doing a lot of stuff but yeah i would definitely be interested to see this one and who loves the scammer <laughs> we do <sighs> we do we all love joanna the scammer so let's that we'll definitely be tuning in for a show where a woman scans scams people especially rich people <laughs> i said that was such laughter let's come and get me to act it i'll scan my way through life <laughs> But anyway, moving on swiftly. Is that all we've got for...
0: Got one more thing.
1: Um, oh, you got one more thing?
0: I do. Okay. So, um, obviously, Atlanta. Um, I think it's just... They've been showing it on BBC2, I believe. Yeah. And now they're showing it on Fox UK, Fox TV UK. Wasn't they showing well.
1: it on Fox U- TV UK before? FX, right?
0: No, I think that was in the US. Ah. Oh. So not in the UK. So now it's been... Season 2 has been in the UK for Via Fox um, so. I wonder how they
1: Acquired that How BBC managed to acquire that And Fox at the same time That's interesting
0: Anyway I'm sure they pitch it to different networks
1: Yeah But I'm sure one of them Either one of them is pissed
0: Maybe Maybe Because, because like, Exclusivity and stuff. exclusive.
1: Exactly Look yeah. at me Because I work for a broadcaster And all this crap But anyway Go on
0: yeah, so um, Atlanta season two was obviously very popular. People enjoyed it a lot. Um, and did you watch very, it? I did watch it. I enjoyed it, and um, it's been renewed for season season three. So it was kind of up in the air before people didn't know if it was going to come back. Donald, Donald Glover didn't know if it was going to come back. Um, the actors didn't even know if it was going to come back or not. Um, but after but they
1: didn't have faith.
0: Not not really, because obviously you know. Sometimes most 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 cases I think networks green light a show halfway through the season.
1: Oh, and they didn't that. They didn't get like, they didn't get that. Uh, so they
0: were they are thinking maybe Fox was like, you know, thinking, ah uh, you know, i have got a different direction, might not really enjoy this. But seems like they've been renewed for season three. And um yeah, more's more's coming, more more Atlanta's coming, more weird weird and wonderful things um in regards to the adventures these guys go on. Is coming, so yeah, you know, um, the other stars of the show, like Zazie, um, Beats, and um, Lakeith Stanfield, and all those guys got their own separate projects going on with Zazie with um, Deadpool 2, and then Lakeith with Sorry to Bother You, the film coming out very soon.
1: What is that about? I saw a, a post and I was like, Oh, this looks interesting.
0: Obviously, obviously just check out the trailer that's all i can say it's it's weird and wonderful that's what i'm okay. saying but um the keys gives you that kind of vibe anyway yeah so uh yeah it'll be interesting to see when this this show will premiere because obviously i know donald's been quite busy i'm sure he's releasing new music this year he's gonna probably go on tour probably gonna be touring a lot so in regards to like shooting and things it's gonna be quite difficult but i'm sure maybe sometime next year we'll get an announcement of when it'll be premiering so yeah that's That's all I've got for TV news at this minute
1: Oh yeah, can we we just quickly talk about um, Why The Incredibles is not coming out in the UK until July Let's talk about it Yeah, Yeah. Um, so I don't know whether the people in the UK knew about this Um, Well, Stephen shared the information with me the other day And I was fuming because normally films like this
0: Films this big
1: films this big get released to sit around the same time as our our friends across um, across the pond in the US. Mm. So, The Incredibles 2 highly anticipated waited was it 10 plus years? I think it's like 14. Oh, 14. See, there we go. I think
0: it's 14 years. Feels
1: like a lifetime. Um many of us who grew up watching the first film have been waiting 14 years Mm -hmm. um to hear that it is coming out we will be getting a second one however they forgot to mention that us in the uk and the is it just the uk or the rest of the world i think
0: the rest of the world yeah
1: won't be getting it a smooth month until a smooth month later which is the release date i july 13th 14th, 14th july 13th 14th which I think is absolutely ridiculous. And Stephen, would you care to explain the reason why? The alleged reason why we will not be
0: guessing. I don't think this is true. I really don't. I really hope it's not true because th- it sounds online, really dumb. But let's say something to do with like in regards to like the World Cup, manicure. Um, um, yeah, being shown, and I don't know the, maybe like the market they're trying to bring in watches the World Cup, which is which is strange to me. But I don't believe that's the case. I believe I, I, it's more, there's more to it. I with hope Pixar so. films. I think it's been like that for a long time in regards to it, but no one's really knows it that much. But with the film this anticipated, um, people are just maybe starting to realise like, wait, why do we have to wait a, a month before anyone else and in regards to like spoilers and even even things like even things like it being recorded in the cinema and being put online? Do as you know it's well, not like even could, recorded
1: and being put in a cinema? Somebody's gonna eventually Listen Did you say that?
0: I said it being recorded (laughs) in the cinema And it being put online
1: online, (laughs) Just the anger in me I just completely said the wrong thing But the thing is yeah It's not even that It's the fact that somebody eventually Is gonna get a good copy And put it online
0: Yeah that's what I meant.
1: <laughs> yeah, but recording in this recording in yeah, the cinema yeah, put That's, out, that's the, no one's really watching but that no, You I'm, want a clean, good 1080p copy. Yeah. Eventually, within that month, someone's going to get a 1080p copy. Yeah. And you're going to think to yourself, should I really go to the cinema right now?
0: Yeah, that's true. And they're they're probably going to lose money for it. It's because... such
1: a really like really silly thing to do. Like I get, yeah, p- they might still go to the cinema. The people might still go to the cinema. And they might still get their coins and stuff, but. I don't think it's something For again Like a, for a film That's so highly anticipated Why would
0: you wait A whole month Actually I, Maybe I would just I just thought about this Actually I just thought Because maybe in the UK Conspiracy Or even a, Even in Europe In regards to summer holidays The kids aren't, Kids aren't out For summer holidays Just yet So the kids There's oh, yeah. a market That's their market That's the people They're going for uh, that, Us, that don't stop anybody before That's true But in regards in Parents regards, will
1: still Take their kids To the cinema After school What do you think this is? Or even the the weekend, weekend. like the weekend that, like there isn't three weekends before the the July dates where I'm sure people will take their kids to it.
0: Yeah, but in regards to like them having the film in cinema for that long as well, because they'll probably want to have it through the whole kids holiday, summer holiday. It's so stupid
1: because most of the time people take their kids on holiday. So people are going to Spain or people are going to these other places. So technically they didn't really think it through.
0: (laughs) They did. I feel like Uh... they did. People will still take their kids to cinema yeah. During the summer holidays rather than taking them on a quick weekend and stuff like that. It's cute and stuff, but then at the same time Us growing adults want to see a kid's Us film.
1: yeah. No, us that were <laughs> were kids when it first came out want to see, we're now officially adults. It's been 14 years. I want to see the film. I have been waiting.
0: But you know the thing as well with the film as well, like I think it it's it Is it they should have an adults-only screening as well Adults-only screening No, I'm being
1: serious thing. I'm actually being legit You're like it's a horror film or something <laughs> no, they, they should show screenings past nine o'clock
0: They probably will but okay.
1: well, I hope so And yeah. I don't for, for the love of God, guys Parents I love y'all And I understand that you have to take your kids to the cinema But your kids should not be at the cinema past ten o'clock It just doesn't make sense to me
0: Yeah That's true
1: it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. You've got the whole time in the day to take them. If it's an adult, well, they won't say it's an adult's adult-only screening, but realistically, you think 10 o'clock at night, I'm definitely not gonna see any kids at this film. Mm. If I see one child, I am complaining.
0: Do? You're complaining. Yes. Right.
1: Okay. That is the petty, petty me. But anyway, sorry, <laughs> we really had to talk about that because that was really my feelings when Stephen broke that news to me. I was like, what? that makes no sense but it yeah doesn't. on to moving on swiftly on to moving on swiftly moving on swiftly what are we talking about what's got you what's got your head rattling that you thought uh oh, we should discuss on awesome because i think for for a couple of episodes now we haven't really kind of like delved in too much into kind of like a topic a topic and you know guys, if you're wondering when are we going to talk about a theatre topic or more TV and film it's coming, the next episode I've got I've got a few things brewing up but in the meantime um, take it away Steve Right,
0: okay um, So Oceans 8 Oceans 8 the film
1: I'm going to see that tomorrow
0: um, It was released in the UK and you know the stars all came out Sandra Bullock, Rihanna, Helen bon- Bonham Carter, um, Mindy, Mindy Ross.
1: Kaplan, Mindy. Yeah,
0: loads, loads, and loads of stars came out. Kate, Kate as well. Kate Blanchet. Yeah, we're all part of this. film. Anne Hathaway, um, all part of it. Anne film. Hathaway's in it. Anne Hathaway's Oh
1: my god. She, do you know what? Yeah, I can see her. Her and Sandra Bullock have a kind of similarity.
0: Because well, they both got brown hair and
1: they. No, no, no. There's something about them that I could ease. They could easily play. Oh, well, because I think they've been in films together. Have they could play sisters or mother and daughter? I
0: think they've been a film, in film the film together. That's why maybe, have it, they played maybe that similar or maybe as friends or something? I swear oh. they have. Yeah. Okay, but go on. Sorry. Um. So yeah. So Rihanna was obviously doing a press run and with all her other co-stars as well for Ocean's Eight, and she was on the Graham Norton show, and um. So um, Greynot asked her um if she has any new music on the way. Um and um she said, I believe, she said, who sent you? I know. Never-
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can actually imagine her saying that. I am finished, Rihanna. You are the greatest of, all, greatest of all time I'm sorry I am so sorry Like She's like Bitch Who sent you Yeah
0: <laughs> She said um, She also continued to say um, I know one of my friends Got to you And she, as she was joking obviously um, <laughs> I could see but that yeah, There's so, a shade in there <laughs> So You know we we joked about that Um. About You know First Before going on to confirm That she is Indeed working on Senior music At this moment um she said on the great north show i'm actually in the studio and working on new music and then said and then said um you just have to wait and see she teased i'll come back when i put it out so which it seems like huh? <laughs> which makes sense which does make sense and obviously being quite ambiguous biggest at this, ambiguous at this moment is i guess sometimes a good thing in regards to not putting a date on anything um but yeah, so we'll have to see after the whole Ocean's 8 press one and the whole hype behind it, after things start winding down and Rihanna, yeah, I guess, slows down on her Fenty stuff. We'll have to see what she's, what she's going to do. Which kind of leads on to our topic. Um, how long do fans have to wait for new music from an artist? And and the next question is, and does an artist still have the same impact after releasing? So let's kind of like break down the first first question there. Mm-hmm. Um, with Rihanna, I believe it's been, I think, since her last album. Which was, which was anti, innit? Which was anti. I, I don't have the stats on that at this minute, but I feel like it's been a good, good, good I few I think years. it was
1: like 2016. 16. Yeah, 2016, which is two years.
0: Two years. Right. So with the music she makes... And the fans she has people want music. And even with Nicki Minaj as well, people have been saying like. Well, how, Nicki Minaj has been out of like she when was the last time she had an album?
1: Was it the pink print? I, I don't, don't even know because I don't print. like her. I don't really listen to her like that. Right. Not 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 like her. That's the wrong word.
0: But uh, yeah, when it comes to like Rihanna and, you know, N- Nicki Minaj in particular, I I say Nicki Minaj because she was meant to release an album this month and she then Pushed it to pushed August. It, pushed it back to August, and people were just like, "What the? What the hell? Like, really? Like, what's this?" And then I even heard something else. Is kind of gone Tangent as well. But she's planning to release the album as a bundle with with with, with a ticket, with a tour t- with a, like a concert ticket, which is interesting. Which <laughs> is she's still on the like, Young Money. She is. She is. Oh, but dear. I feel like it, she's either a marketing genius or she's just desperate. But anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's such a funny thing to do like hey hey here's my album and also here's here's a ticket but you
1: know what it is out there we like we play into gimmicks as fans as as people that want new music we play into the gimmicks we play into the whole big who? what's gonna come with this yeah you know nowadays bringing out an album is just not enough Apparently not. It, it, it has to come with something. Do you know what I mean? If you're giving me an album, give me a new lipstick too. Give me a or bottle you, opener In it. Or give me some new new trainers. Do you know what I mean? It has to come with something. It's no longer, here's an, a, my, my latest body of work. I've worked hard for it. Listen to it and enjoy it. Do you mm. get what I'm saying? It's like, it has to come with other stuff. We're expecting, like for example, everyone... It's like with Beyonce. Yeah. When Beyonce is like, "I'm gonna go on tour," people are just like, "Okay, let's prepare." She's gonna bring out an album. It's happening. Yeah. It's happening. There's gonna album come. If she says she's gonna tour? There's gonna be an album. Mm. When it's just like, "Relax," maybe she just wants to play her old tunes for <laughs> you guys to watch it again, over
0: and over again, like, over
1: and over again, I'm repeat. But this time she's throwing her husband in there as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you can hear better Jay Z songs mm. as well. But going back to the what was the question? Sorry. I'm just, my phone is just, just in How, how long, long do you have to wait? I think, I think, you know, as somebody I I, now, maybe I'm probably a little bit biased because I don't listen to new music the way probably Stephen does or everybody else does. You get what I'm saying? Um, I think it's, it's a journey. When an artist is making a new collective of work or bringing out an album, I feel they're, there shouldn't be a rush there shouldn't be pressure mm. you know let that energy kind of i don't know whether it's maybe more old head listeners or old head kind of like music fans will understand that it's a journey that this artist has to go through yeah. to make sure that the body of work is something that they're happy to release they can't just be releasing decks on decks on decks of music do you get what i'm saying mm. and the question will arise you know was that album even? Would that album even stand the test of time in ten years? Would you go back and listen to that album in ten years' time? Yeah. Not saying that I I, I don't know necessarily know whether Rihanna's that kind of artist. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, she brings out music that you know everyone vibes to, everyone enjoys. But she's got a couple of tunes where you know in ten years' time you're going to be the wow you're still going to enjoy that tune. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But the I I honestly think we're going to have to wait. As an as fans You have so to wait So you're kind
0: of saying like Quality over quantity Oh
1: yeah absolutely like Absolutely I
0: mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely And and I, I don't know whether That's just me being just a, a, a An old head But I'm not an old head mu- uh, music listener But I just know that Back in the day mm-hmm. When you was like Like Okay prime example Confessions by Usher Yeah That album is standing a test of time. And how long ago was that album released? And Usher didn't bring out an album straight after that. Usher didn't think, oh, this is a good body of work. How can I still keep the fans going? Let me bring out something real quick. I don't even know what came out afterwards because i care. I don't actually care what came out afterwards. I think it just went downhill, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah. Like, but But yeah. yeah. Yeah, He did wait a while until he released the next album. Exactly, because
1: it's a thing of, the creative flow as an artist you know it's not just you know putting a song together it's connecting with the right producers mm. sitting there listening to the sounds you know a lot of things go into actually making just one song mm. like even i was listening to Pusha t's interview on the breakfast club and him talking about you know why it took him so long to come out with the album because loads of people were waiting what was his last album before that
0: um King Push. Yeah. No, I, believe, I think it was. It was yeah, something like I'm going to double check. But, um, I but yeah,
1: and loads of people are like, where is he? Where's the album? What, what's going music. on? What's going on? And everything. And he had the music ready and Kanye West just told him to throw everything in the bin. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So stuff like that, something that he's been working on for so long, to then be told, oh, do you know what? I'm not feeling it. We're going to go with this kind of sound. Do you get what I'm saying? And that again is to do with the whole i don't know where i'm going with that one but what i'm saying more than anything is that a lot of these artists you know genuine artists who have a love for the music don't just put out the music just for the sake of putting it out yeah. you know there's passion there's love there's energy there's creativeness that goes behind it do you get what i'm saying and they're not just the, because their name is behind in front of it they're not just going to put anything out
0: yeah. You yeah. know. So I think King Push's last album was King Push, um, which came out in 2015.
1: see, um, why are people crying? That was three years ago. Relax.
0: Still, still, you know, with with you know fans, fans are loyal, fans want fans something. Fans are loyal, fans but then fans I think want something from their like from someone they 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 love, you but know. But then I also think I
1: also think like let a music let an album stand its test of time. Like for example, if you if you if you listen to King push religiously for the first six months, you stop listening to it. And then back earlier this year, you start listening to it again. Would you still have that same vibe? Or would you pick up something different from it? That's allow, true. allow yourself to allow, give yourself room to do that. Mm. That's what I honestly think. What are your thoughts?
0: Well, I believe when it comes to, um, you know, different artists that i appreciate and i love you know on average in in the like in the music industry on average the kind of time between projects i think average is around two to three years which is kind of normal so like artists, like um okay like i guess i'm gonna go one side of the spectrum like taylor swift and Katy perry like on the pop side of it they release albums two to three years and if you kind of go to the flip side of the other side of it like um if you go to like maybe country artists or stuff like that, like they release albums two to three years also. so. I guess when it comes to hip hop, R&B, rap fans, and they have, or rap artists, when it comes to me- releasing music consistently and yearly or monthly, I think there's someone, there's only one person I know out there that, that can, not one person, there's quite a few people, but the person, the first one that comes to my head is like Drake, for example. I think he releases an album every what is it two years i think it's every two years he's let's got be honest, going
1: some of them albums have been questionable
0: they, yeah they have and, and that's the thing and that's 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 that just plays to the point of what you're saying in regards to quality like quality over quantity his one seems like it was just like he just wants to release music every every two years or so or every kind of opportunity he has and um just to keep the fans going to keep his name on people's mouths mm. and um sometimes it kind of falls flat.
1: Yeah. And to be honest with you, the, like even the thing with Drake, um, yeah, I guess. I, I, but then thinking about him, he serves a much wider fan base, if that makes sense. You've got some of your hip hop heads that enjoy listening to him. Then you've got your, some of your your pop pop fans that mm. also listen to him that like the soft rap. And, you know, this is kind of like, you know something there feel that it's it they can kind of connect to it if that makes sense because yeah. he's got those party and he's got this kind of like soft side to him so mm. everybody kind of appeals to that but I guess when you look at Drake Drake is not not your typical rap artist. he's more on the pop side yeah in, in being that he's more on the popular music side yeah so him bringing out an album every two years he feels that that's the right way of doing things but when you look at his actual body of music Technically he's more of a rapper mm-hmm. And I quote rapper um, Because loads of people will be like Oh how is he a rapper though um, But he's more of a rapper Or a hip hop artist Than he is a pop artist mm. Because of the music he makes Yeah, um, But at the end of the day It's difficult because I can only I honestly I've listened to most of Drake's most of Drake, Well all of Drake's albums And I'm still always going to go back to take care.
0: Yeah, people usually do.
1: I I like I, anything past that. Like, what's the one with the the blue cloud and his head is on the Nothing side? Was the same. Yeah. No, I tried. And what was the one after that one? That was the 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 playlist, isn't it? More life. No, the more life. Is it? No, it wasn't. No, there was one after before more life. Oh, God. You see, that's what I'm saying. It's it, it's forgettable. Too and that's all. Account. Yeah. It's it's because there's so many. And it's just forgettable. So you kind of think, oh, the one with the the view of the six.
0: Views from the six.
1: Views from the six. Again, forgettable, views. apart from views. one
0: dance. it's actually called views. Um, yeah, fair enough. That's fair enough. And just kind of going on to the other side, because, you know, there's, there's huge pop stars out there and stuff. Like, for example, like Justin... Um, Timberlake? Justin Timberlake, Daft Punk, a kind of, they took, I think... Um, nearly a decade like mm. of silence before they dropped anything like since that time and i think Judge Timberlake with the 2020 experience and daft punk with um ugh, god i forgot that i got the album now oh Fortune. the one
1: with the gold heads
0: on the gold head R- um random access memories something yeah. like that uh, yeah yeah um so yeah and then there's, there's even like three other influential artists like um d'angelo dr dre and I guess my my. he still makes music? He still does. And my blood Van time. And it took them. I think they returned after, after with their first albums after gaps of fourteen, sixteen, and twenty two years, and it's crazy. And it's just like because I know with D'Angelo and um, D'Angelo, it it was, I guess a uh, like a culmination of music that's been put together over that over that time. So mm-hmm. it's something that he's probably started maybe voodoo times like his voodoo album and then he's just kind of worked on it ever since he just left it worked on it after two years worked on it, left it and worked on it after another two years and he kept on working on it after and obviously released black messiah and then for me the album was incredible and it seems like he put a lot of time into the album and an effort in regards to production writing um like melodies and song lyrics and stuff like that so like yeah when it comes to and then even with Dr. Dre, um, Dr. Dre's Compton album as well. Like he hasn't released anything. Like he kind of he you know, released it with the N.W.A. Straight Out Compton kind of um, film as well, and that that took some time. There to There was do. an album. That yeah, there was an album called Compton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you didn't know that. Yeah, no. I, don't, I didn't expect you to know that. Anyway, but um, yeah, like I feel like obviously with young artists, like I guess. Rihanna isn't exactly young But she's a younger artist Compared to the other artists mm-hmm. That I've just stated um, You know They they really Sometimes they don't have The luxury of time on their hands In regards to staying then, relevant
1: But the thing is Rihanna is always going to be relevant Because Rihanna's always going to stay relevant Because of the other things that she does Let's be honest mm, That's true Because she's not like Even though she's not making an album She's still in the limelight She's she still is. You know she's do- she She's done a film She's bought out her Fenty beauty. She's bought out her Savage Fenty lingerie line. You know, she's still on people's mouths. Mm. You know, it it might not be necessarily about the music, but it's more to do with other ventures, you know. And also touching on that, um, something you had said, and it just kind of like reminded me of something. People have lives. People, I think it's unfair for us to expect something from people. When they're also human beings mm. more than anything, That's I think, true. especially when we, we want it now. Like it, it's like, we're deserving of it. Mm. No, we're not. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Fair enough. We're giving them our coins. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, you know, that person is also a human being. That person also needs a break. That person also needs to do whatever they need to do. You know, it's just the same. I'm always going to refer it back to a regular job. You know, you need holiday.
0: You do But how many, how many years Yeah but that's do you different <laughs>
1: If you're working on a project For a year Two years Without no holiday Then you need a holiday For a full year Live your best life Enjoy yourself Because most of the time You're in the studio mm. Like It's not even like They're working Eight hours a day It's 24 hours And then on top of that They're doing Potentially Going And promoting Other things That they're doing They're doing small What is it Small promos mm. Or Going to Like parties and stuff and doing all of that stuff and that ties in parties but that's the thing but that ties into their job not everyone is a party person that's true let's be honest like even me like that like the one thing that if i was to ever be like a celebrity like that my anxiety is going to parties because i love my bed i love my house Mm. i love being at home and i'm sure many people within the industry are like that but they have no choice because they have to Stay relevant, but that's the thing
0: though, sometimes it comes with the job. It comes like, with
1: the job, exactly. It comes if with the job. You choose
0: that that level of stardom. Sometimes you don't choose it, which is fair enough. But if you choose that level of stardom, you say, "I want to be the biggest star in the world. Mm-hmm. I want to be known everywhere. I want to be this. I want to be that." I feel like <sighs> it's not. I might sound really wrong here, but you shouldn't really complain if you if you get to that point and no. you're like, "Oh, what am I doing here? Why no, am I? I, think, why is I, think, this, I think not what I, I wanted?" I've,
1: I think at the end of the day. You've got to understand we're all humans. If you were in that position.
0: If I'm in that position, I'll be like, cool, I got I've got of no, 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 at, at, like, like, you know. at some point you'd be like, at
1: some point you'd be like, oh, this is actually too much. I need a break. Because what are we? We're freaking humans. We sometimes need a break. So when I look at Rihanna, I just see her, she's still out there doing whatever she's doing. She's still out there hustling, doing her other, you know, hustles. Do you get what I'm saying? So she's still in I, I'm still seeing her in my peripheral. So the fact that she ain't got any music out, I ain't even front it. I ain't even fretting. Do you get what I'm saying? Because I know when she does bring out the music, we're all still going to vibe to it. We're still going to enjoy it because we're like, oh, Rihanna's come with a banger. Oh, we're feeling that. We'll have our two cents. And then she'll go on living her best life, doing whatever she wants to do, throwing a little bit of shade here and there. Do you get what I'm saying? I think at the end of the day, we put too much pressure and expect things from people that that owe us nothing. Nobody owes you anything. Do you That's get what true. I mean?
0: That's true. Um, yo, in regards to like... Because I know with one of the people that we really appreciate and love.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're going to say who I feel like you're going to say.
0: It's taken some time for them to release new music. Mm-hmm. And they were on... They were on no time schedule at all. Nope. They had no pressure from anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, well they did. No, they did. But they didn't they were they, they were deaf just to like, that bullshit. They were like <laughs> they were really mis deaf. move it. Like honestly. But this person obviously has his own his own timeline. He has his own way he works, mm-hmm. which is often um often like extremely ambitious and um somewhat like Nonchalant okay. as well. Yeah. Very yeah. nonchalant. Um this this gentleman is Frank Ocean.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if you couldn't have guessed. Um I I and I, I, yeah, because I'm not gonna lie, there was at the one point I was like, Frank, where the music at? Frank we've been, seriously. Yeah, we've been kind
0: of saying it from like season one, like or season two. <laughs> or even no, like, season season one. Season one, yeah. Season one, like where was this guy gonna release music? When was this yeah. guy gonna release music? Mm-hmm. And uh we kept on like pushing it. Wondering if you if you heard our voice, <laughs> maybe you did. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know.
1: Maybe someone shared that episode of him Maybe just like, you know what? For artists to stay in mind, I'm gonna bring it out soon. <laughs> and he you did. He pushed,
0: pushed the time lapse. But um, <laughs> like yeah, it just seems like when artists like that, with artists like that, did you did you trust him to bring out like a masterpiece, or was it like not really worth the hype for you?
1: I think for me. Because the wait was so long, the wait was so long. Mm. I felt kind of like, okay, what am I, what am I waiting for in regards to, you know, I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say. Just like yeah. what
0: when, when it comes to like Frank releasing music.
1: Yeah, so I think I, when I was like initially, kind of like after channel orange i was like okay yeah great album i listened i digested after a while i was like okay something needs to come Mm -hmm. and then you hear the whispers in the clouds in the in the oceans (laughs) in the seas beyond the sands and you're just like um so when is when is it happening Mm. you know and eventually you're just like nah seriously frank when is it happening? We ain't see. We see you gallivanting the road. Yeah. When is it happening, brother? Just yeah. give us some sign. Do you get what I'm saying? And wh- what the thing is with Tancocean is that you don't see him in the tabloids like that. You don't see him kind of doing other things like the way Rihanna does. If yeah. that makes sense, he kind of does his own thing. He kind of makes the music and then goes. Yeah. You know, he might do. I don't even think he did tour that much when it came to. Um, in between Blonde and endless He didn't really yeah, do yeah. much He only done
0: festivals
1: Yeah he only done festivals And that was how many festivals Because he cancelled on one of them Which pissed me off
0: Yeah
1: Um, But I think And then he Not necessarily came out with a g- gimmick But he kind of came out with One album And he's like Actually I'm going to come out with a second album mm. And I'm going to throw in a magazine for you guys
0: That yeah. will hush
1: you down for a little bit <laughs> that not, not that he did that But I think that's enough For us to still digest Mm -hmm. And for us to understand The creativeness That comes with Frank Ocean More than anything
0: Yeah
1: um, I think So I'm not mad Even though I was mad I was probably being A little bit kind of like Frank What you really doing though And maybe it was because I don't listen to other artists The way I listen to Frank Yeah so I was anticipating, waiting, waiting, waiting.
0: Because I know with the Frank Frank's album, it, he said that he was going to drop something. He basically went to his Tumblr and said he was going to drop something in July. And nothing came in July. Yeah. And people are like, okay, why would you say something and not do it? And then it kept on teasing, teasing. People were just like, okay, what is this guy doing? Like, he's just trying to mess with people's emotions. Mm. Like, saying he's going to release something, he doesn't do it. And... And eventually, I think in August times, he dropped, he dropped Blonde and then he dropped Endless. So he dropped Endless and then he dropped Blonde, one or the other. Endless but, First. Um, endless First. And that mm-hmm. was like a visual album that didn't come out of any kind of, there was no physical release or any kind of stream for that. It was just a visual thing and just put out there and people enjoyed it. We're like oh, People were people like, wow, this is actually really good. This seems like he's put a lot of work into this and in time and mm. things like that. He thought this out. And obviously he was like, i got another one for your asses here you go, here's Blonde. So then he dropped that as well. And people are just like blown away by the amount of music he put out mm. in such a short time. Well, not short time, but I mean like in that window in regards to like releasing things. But the amount of time we've waited for it, it did seem like it was worth it in regards to Yeah,
1: it. absolutely. Um, because there was a buzz around it. There was. You know, you kept, you kept going back to listen to the album. I remember listening to it for a solid few months. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I even go back, like maybe about a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to, I was listening to Blonde. Yeah. Like again, and still finding some gems and listening to the sounds and thinking, wow, you know, and even when I sometimes li- even listen to Nostalgia Ultra, um, mm-hmm. It it's built a memory for me yes like sometimes i have like flashback moments of when i was listening to that song and i got listening to frank ocean when i was in uni so i would take bus journeys to work um and sometimes i listen to certain songs and it takes me back to those bus journeys where it's sunny and i'm sitting on the bus and i'm vibing to the song and i'm thinking rah you know, it's, this album has created memories for me mm-hmm. in my own life. And I guess that's probably the same way with Blonde as well. You know, the fact that we've created a memory where we decided to impulsively go on a trip all the way to central London. Because we just had a hunch. And we managed to get ourselves a... the Was it the Blonde magazine?
0: Um, Boys Don't Cry.
1: Boys Don't Cry magazine. Which... It's a story, it's a memory within itself mm-hmm. that comes along with the fact that, you know, it was the hype behind Frank Ocean and stuff. Yeah. So going back to your question, do we think as fans, how I think we should wait. There's nothing we can do about it. We're, yeah. we're not gonna go on Twitter and say that if you don't do it, I'm gonna kill myself because <laughs> that's just stupid.
0: Um and I think we kind of answered the second one in regards to like, um, do, do artists still have the same impact after releasing?
1: I think it depends on the body of work that they bring out.
0: Yeah. It depends on the quality,
1: yeah. Yeah. And mm. I think as well, I don't know, going back to that first part of that question, I think we just live in a society where we want everything now, 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 because we've been given everything now, now, now. Yeah. So we expect everything now. Um, and we forget what the process was like beforehand. Um. And I think that you, it, it's still gonna have the same impact because you're still gonna go out, you're still gonna stream. Mm-hmm. Because let's let's be honest, when people are like, "I'm canceling Kanye West," i.e. you, you still out there when I out didn't there, say I cancel.
0: So I I'll, I'll give his project a listen. If I like it, I'll, I'll listen
1: to. And it And you listen to it, and I'm sure you're still bumping it, which yeah, is, is that there we go, see. You give it a listen. That to me sounds like one listen. Yeah, if I not like it,
0: if I, if I like it, but I'm listening. But you know what? To I ain't
1: it. gonna judge you. Do you know what I mean?
0: It's not like I listen to all these songs. And I it's ain't gonna judge you. I'm not judging. You're you. judging. But anyway,
1: yeah, I'm not judging you. But at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people like they say one thing, and you know, it's a completely different thing. You know, you're still gonna listen to the music. <laughs> Let's be honest The nation of cancellation is It's a nation of lies It is It's built upon and lies It's built upon lies So <laughs> let's be honest Me I'm not a liar Because when I said I'm not listening to Kanye West He's officially cancelled I am telling you this And when I say I don't listen to R. Kelly Even when I quote some R. Kelly things I It hurts my spirit That I say it So mm. I have to regurgitate it Reject regurg- Whatever <laughs> oh But you know Just what that, I mean oh my It hurts my feelings <laughs> But at the end of the day yeah, it's still gonna have the same impact. You're still gonna go out and listen to it. You're still gonna go out and vibe to it. You're gonna forget that this person took donkey years to bring out the album.
0: Mm. That's true. That's true.
1: Yeah, because you're still listening to, to D'Angelo and vibes into
0: it. And of course I am. It. Of course, that's someone I, I, someone I won't give up on. Like man, his music is just too, it's too good. And apparently, I think he's coming out of an album soon as well, which mm. um which I'm really looking forward to. We'll have to see about that. Yeah. Might be another, another 10 years time. <laughs> he knows? ain't put a date on it yet, you know. He ain't put a date on it. But um, yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah. When it comes to, just going back to like Rihanna and her releasing music, um, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of sound she goes for and what kind of, you know, look she's going to go for as well. Because obviously with artists like that, their, their, their new music that they release comes with a particular theme and, Stuff like that And so it'll be interesting To see what kind of Theme she goes for Um Yeah And uh, Yeah that's That's about it really Yeah interesting Very interesting
1: Maybe she'd just be like Oh fuck it I'm gonna be me
0: What it's just gonna be like What selfie of her album's gonna be A selfie of herself
1: Yeah She'd be like fuck it <laughs> Well we know that That's not Rihanna though <laughs> Yeah that's Rihanna's always be. Reinventing herself so She is And I guess that's what Makes a good artist
0: the invention yeah
1: Yeah, because Madonna Evolving, yeah Madonna did it And she did it really well
0: Exactly So exactly, yeah,
1: moving yeah. on swiftly Let us know guys What you think Like, are you the The patient fan Or are you the fan That wants it now, now, now Let mm. us know We might do a poll actually That'd be quite interesting There's a lot of things We say we might do And then we forget As soon as we leave The doors of the studios well, I should get Stephen To write this down Because
0: Why can't you write it down yourself?
1: I should actually Because I do have a pen and paper with me So I might write this down Let me write
0: Yeah Yeah So What else is What else is going on? You've got your
1: Okay I've got my Opportunities Corner AKA Circles Q music guys um a few fun fun things opportunities that you can get yourself involved with um I will be also entering a couple of them um the first one is the micro episodic lab um I think this is more of a US one but I will double check if you at UK and worldwide applicants can apply um it's a it's the micro and the blacklist Blacklist Off, off um, Sorry It's the micro and the blacklist Offer writers of colour The opportunity to develop and produce An original digital or television pilot script um, Their mission is to discover and empower Episodic storytellers With the proper creative tools Resources and access Needed to help launch their career um, They're in partnership with The Emmy award, Emmy award winning writer Lena Leith um, Is that Lena Is Lena Waithe isn't it
0: Lena Waithe yes. Yeah She Lena was Waithe. in Freddy Player One I believe Yep
1: And she also was in Oh Everybody knows that you, you can't tell me She did The Chai Is it The Chai Or The The Shy The Shy
0: Yeah I'll say The Shy Oh
1: Yeah Sh-
0: you Americans And Sh- your chai. words Sh- um,
1: And also Actress, producer and director um, Ava Longoria Mm-hmm. Um Micro um aims to amplify fresh voices and that are rooted in uh, um authenticity, creativity, and excellence. So applications will be accepted from June the 6th to August the 6th. So you've got plenty of time to apply. So if you have an idea mm of an episode or a pilot that it's currently an idea get writing well don't get writing yet but get writing so i'm gonna explain to you um what the kind of application form is so applicant applications will be accepted like i said from june the 6th to june J- um, august the eight uh six and there will be up to three winners and they will receive a development support and a pilot presentation or a sizzling or a sizzle at a budget of thirty thousand dollars each. Wow, so that's so a bad. lot. So you could definitely use that to make a to make a good ass pilot or a good ass web series. Great stuff. Um. So what they're looking for is episodic ideas, um, including digital series between ten and fifteen minutes, or half an hour TV shows between fifteen and thirty minutes that push the boundaries. And challenge the status quo. Um, there's no, there's no genre or topic restrictions. So they want to hear everything from comedy to drama to sci-fi, horror, everything. They want to know. Dope. Um, so they're looking forward to hearing from you. Um, I believe I will send. I will. What we will do is again. Normally, what we do is share this on our Twitter, and the link is Ep- Episodic Lab dot staymicro stay Marco I was at like, Marco
0: Marco Marco
1: I've been saying it wrong this whole time and you allowed me to say it
0: wrong I actually didn't notice that but I just when you just stated that slowly it's Marco
1: sorry guys it's stay Marco it's
0: the Marco Episodic Lab
1: Marco Episodic Lab I'm so sorry guys I've been calling it micro. I feel so sad <laughs>
0: I'm rather stupid Because Stephen waited for me to say the whole I, just, I actually didn't it's that time before The whole thing Are you sure you've been saying micro though? I have With my whole chest Right Do you know what? Yeah,
1: it's the dyslexic in me I was reading it micro
0: Um,
1: But yeah, Marco, sorry Stay Marco uh, StayMarco.com Um. Uh, on to moving on to another writer's opportunity. Um, I'm sure when w- if we get any music opportunities or producers mm-hmm. or acting opportunities, we will definitely share them. Yeah. I feel like I've been sharing quite a few writers' opportunities, but this there, there's a couple that I see that cannot be missed. Um, so the Soho Theatres Writers Lab is definitely one you should get involved with if you are a writer and you want to write for theatre. Um, it's definitely one you should do. Um, and it's a course. So it's a course that's designed to help participants create a full length play slash piece theater. So each year from October through to June, they meet once a month on a Tuesday or Wednesday evening and Saturday, taking their writers through three draft process, um, a set and their sessions offer support, motivation, and gui- guidance, guidance, guidance. Mm -hmm. from the course leaders and members of the artistic team and at the end of the nine-month course they invite all the writers lab participants to submit to their prestigious tony craze award um so applications haven't opened yet but once they do they reopen in july 2018 but again we will share the link for you guys to get involved so maybe have that in your history or bookmark the page so as soon as it turns the first of july refresh the page and go and see but make sure you have something ready as well um so yeah that's all from opportunities corner i mean circle that really does kind of like work doesn't it it does work opportunities corner i mean circle
0: it does work it does work so should we kind of move on to To sound
1: waves just make it a real quick one so um I had the opportunity to go and see Leave Taking at the Bush Theatre. So I've got a couple of reviews for you guys. Um, um, I went to the press night on the 31st of May, which was, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and uh, it was, let's just say, I. it was amazing to see... Uh, uh, a collective of some amazing people sitting in the audience. And I got to sit next to the writer and I didn't I didn't clock that until probably... When did I clock that? I didn't clock that I was sitting next to the writer until I kind of fell asleep towards the end. But we'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, like I mentioned, I went to go see Leave Taking um, at the Bush Theatre, um, which was written by Winston Pinnock and was first performed in 1987 um the text for me was very telling and still relevant 30 years later um and the tagline which I actually um is taken from the back of the book is two generations three incredible women Um, and it's a story about what we leave behind in order to find home so as I have the book here oh I didn't bring the book oh bother um so Taking Leave um is about Two two kids um, in South London, you've got Del and Viv. Um, Del is the wild child, the, the older child that kind of lives her life, enjoys dancing, you know, and kind of just wants to just stay out late, enjoy herself. And you've got Viv who is, you know, destined to go to university, studies hard, works hard, but knows that that's not what she wants to do. And then you've got her mother, Eden, their mother, Eden, who's your typical traditional Caribbean mother who has come to the UK for a better life and has become so accustomed with the UK life, but knows that home is missing. Um, And it follows them kind of just going to this Obia woman and a lot of secrets are then kind of revealed. Um, my thoughts initially when obviously coming into the set, coming into the space, um, it's very minimalistic, but spoke volumes. I think just having these um, kind of like moments of kind of like scenery that felt like home, um, that felt like you could imagine yourself sitting in somebody's living room. They had this small kind of like nuances of Caribbean homes and stuff like that and yeah I felt really kind of like yes I'm gonna get a good piece of theatre here um my only issue not unless it's not really an issue I did feel like it did have initially it started a very slow and shaky for me I don't know whether that's down to press night jitters or whether it was something that the that was the direction of which the director was going but i felt like it was very very slow i didn't feel like you know anything not that i expect to go and see a play and immediately be like oh my god there's drama right there um i just felt like there was just something kind of slow and shaky for me in the beginning and i don't know it i didn't feel like the cast were hitting the the text strong enough for me um not having read i haven't not, well it's difficult to tell because i haven't i hadn't read leave taken prior to watching the show but i've obviously i'm obviously very familiar with Winsome's work and i know that the text her text and her 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 words on the page are very poignant and hard hitting hard hitting so i knew that's what I, I was i guess i was coming to expect that you know that the words that were on on the paper will definitely come through in the performance but I felt like I, it, it was missing something a little bit um but then in saying that um I felt that there was a disconnect more to do with the daughters I didn't find again and I, it's not necessarily I'm Trying to say that this is to do with more the director Or the direction the director was trying to go But I felt there was a disconnect with the daughters They didn't seem realistic to me I felt like that Especially the eldest daughter I didn't quite get it I got it but I didn't She wasn't She didn't convince me enough As the daughter being this wild child Or You know, the things that she was saying to her mother I felt like, yes, those are things that kids do say to their mothers But I didn't feel like she convinced me enough That she really meant it, if that makes sense Um, So, for me, in saying all of that I think my standout performance was definitely Sarah Niles um, Is it Edith or Eid? Edith? How do you you say E-N-I-D
0: E-N-I-D.
1: Yeah. I spelt it wrong
0: on there. Oh, right. E N I D. Yeah. Enid. Enid. I see
1: again. Another word Enid. I'm saying wrong. Enid. Enid. I feel like people probably will stop listening to this podcast because they're like, oh, Juliana says too many things wrong.
0: I think they do. They listen to it because of it. What? Just to laugh at me. Just to laugh
1: at me saying names wrong. But Sarah Niles, who plays the mother, is absolutely breathtaking oh my god the presence the way she portrays the character is just so captivating like just there was something in her that i saw so relevant in black women Mm. and especially older black women you know this face of staying strong and it was a moment her daughter said that her eldest daughter Kind of just said to her You know, you came to this country To basically be, I guess A slave to the white man Like, you know, you went to the Christmas party You dressed up nice You know, you were gonna, you know Have a Christmas this Christmas party with your work colleagues Because something spilled on the floor Because mm. you are the cleaner by day
0: Something uh. spilled on the
1: floor They said you should come and clean it And then you, you with your whole chest Went to go and do it Do so you get what I'm saying? And a lot of immigrant parents Probably face that mm-hmm. You know That moment where you are the only person Of colour in that room And immediately you are made a mockery of But rather than stand your ground To to just do peace You do what you do And there's But what happens is Is that a lot of the time Your kids don't see Your Humidity being wiped away, um, your pride just been is it is it humility or what is the word? Humility, humility just slowly wiping away because you're noticing these things, but what can you do in that moment?
0: Mm.
1: Do you get yeah. what I mean? Because there are times when my mum, like our our mum has said to us, you know, just leave it. Because it is it's got to a point where you've gone through so much, it's like why do you fight? But sometimes it's worth shouting. But I'm going on a tangent, but overall. I think it was a good piece of work again winsome winsome pinnock doesn't do any wrong for me like her work amazing and like i said to you i was sat next to her and i, was, I think i was sat next to her or behind her i can't remember but she was sat very close and at one point i clocked because towards the end i kind of fell asleep and i went with our sister dorcas who sometimes comes onto the show. And I was like, oh my God, I think I fell asleep on I think the writer noticed that I fell asleep because so I was like super embarrassed. But I didn't fall asleep because of your work, Winston, if you do listen. Um, I just fell asleep because I was just so exhausted. Um, so star ratings, what would I give it? What I would definitely would give it a three and a half stars. I think, oh, and let me touch on, there was the uncle. The uncle was the typical Caribbean uncle, the banterful uncle, the uncle that's just there, that just likes to talk and loves a bit of rum. Um, But yeah, going back to my star rating, three and a half stars, I think, for me. And that's because I gave it that much because of the fact Sarah Niles really pushed it up there for me. I see. Uh, um, more than anything. But at the same time, you know, it, take my word for it. Don't take my word for it. If you want to go and see it. You know, leave taking is still playing at the Bush Theatre until I believe the 30th of Jan- June. I was gonna okay. say January. It was a whole year. <laughs> um it's still playing to the 30th of June. I don't know if they if the run is completely sold out, but it's definitely worth um definitely worth going to see, especially with the discussion around the whole wind rush situation. But it's also good to see that they talk about, you know, this element of being scared, knowing that England isn't their country and mm. they're ready to go back. So it's kind of hearing stuff like that. A story, a play that's been written 30 years ago seeming so relevant to now. Yeah. Um, in, in 2018.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So definitely go check it out. Again, playing till the 30th of June at the Bush Theatre. Um. So yeah. In other notes, I also went to go and see another play you did yesterday which was friday the fourth which was friday i went to go see an octoroon at the national theater um oh i have many words but i will just keep it short and sweet um so an octoroon is written by brandon jacobs jenkins um the run at the national was also first It first premiere didn't the play didn't first premiere in it first premiered in the UK at the Orange Tree Theatre, I think in 2017, and went to go. Uh, work, and then, obviously, has come to the National Theatre mm. this year. Um, and it's bit. It's was. It's directed by um, Ned Bennett, and the cast is Cassie Clare, Emanuela Cole, Celeste Dolwell, Quacy Edmund, Ola Evans, Ken. Walsu, Vivian Opara, Opara, sorry, because I've just written the names so randomly, Alistair Toovey and Keith, um, Kevin Traitner. Um, You're kind of greeted with when you come into the, when you come into the, I guess, the auditorium or the space. It's very bare very minimalistic. There's nothing on the stage. It's literally like, and to kind of see the Dorfman, the Dorfman theatre look like that. I haven't seen Dorfman look like that in a long time. Mm. So it's very bare. And I don't know. See, I'm still kind of, I will probably come and review this again. um, Probably in our next episode before the run kind of ends, because I'm still kind of digesting it. But from what I digested, I... Not necessarily I didn't necessarily care for it Mm. I'm gonna just Put it out there I didn't care for it I thought To myself The performance The performers The actors were Amazing Wicked Great Like I didn't care for the text I didn't care for the story I didn't care for it at all I just thought it was a It was buffoonery Wow Mixed with um, minstrel And I guess I guess What they were trying to do is They were trying to tell a story Within a story So it follows this um, The It follows the writer Who happens to be um, Who happens to be called BBJ Who happens to also be the actual writer of An octoroon. Uh, mm-hmm. So let me just give you a background story An Octoroon, The play that came out in 2014 Is an adaptation of the actual original, I think, play, An Octoroon, right,
0: okay. written
1: by a Irish playwright director in the 18th century, which was adapted from another play
0: mm.
1: called a a Quadroctoroon. Uh,
0: Interesting. It's
1: just a long catalogue of something that just needed not to be something, if that makes sense. Um, I actually did a bit of research Because normally I don't like to go When I go see shows I don't like to research Or know anything about it I like to go there You know, as What's the word? Neutral As neutral as possible Thank you, mister And I was kind of like There were just moments And this is another thing When you go into a theatre Where they talk about slavery Where they talk about lynching Where they talk about You know, things that black people went through in the past, and it's made a mockery. I don't find it funny. Mm. And this is not me being 2018 woke because I'm far from woke. Do you know what I mean? When I see something so is steepen. wrong, when I see something is wrong, it's wrong. When I see something I don't like, I don't like it. It's not to do with the fact that, oh, I'm trying to be here, be woke. I think when it comes to the subject matter of how slaves were treated in those times and the buying and selling, I feel like there's nothing to be made the buffoonery of it. And there was this obsession, which I felt, which cornered, borderlined on this fertilization of this woman, this girl called Zoe, who happens to be an octoroon. So let me explain what an octoroon is. An octoroon basically was the term that was used of a person who is one eighth black right so it follows this yeah i'm not even going to go into the story because i'm in a, a care. um but there's an octaroon um oh, octaroon, i hate using the word zoe who is basically not a slave she's free but then her papers are found and one of these other like slave masters has this obsession with her and he wants to keep her as a mistress so finds her slave papers and wants to buy her um and it just felt like really because you're not black you're more white but you have this you have this i guess this what's this word you have something ambiguous about you i hate using that word sometimes. Yeah, different about you, you different. But it's not obvious But I like it Do you get what I'm saying? It That's kind it. of like touches on the subject of You know, when you get Some people go on dating sites I don't know where I'm going But I'm going somewhere Where people go on dating sites And you know It's another person of colour And then they say something like Ooh, I want to make you my slave Really, bitch? We're going to In 2018, we're going to be saying stuff like that wow. To somebody of colour You know, so it's this This whole fertilization where, you know, I like you because there's something about you that's quite mm, like ambiguous and I want to try it. Not because I like you because of you're a genuinely cool person, if that makes sense. Mm. But what I'm going to do is I'm just going to leave you with just my thoughts of how I feel right now. I didn't necessarily care for it. I kind of left there thinking, what am I potentially going to say? And I don't know if I have much to say to it. All I have to say is that I absolutely thought the performance, the performance were really good. They sold it to me, but I don't care for the play. I'm quite disappointed that a black playwright wrote this. And and it's just a a bunch of buffoonery. I just felt like he just was trying to appease his ego by Mm. writing something like this. And I felt like it is an absolute disappointment. So I'm not going to give it any stars, but. You guys You can Say how you feel about it <laughs> Give your entire honesty Like I, I Cause Like I, I, Maybe after this I'll go and see reviews And see what other people say But for me I I don't know I don't know No No if, if you want to go and see it The the run is pretty much sold out So you probably won't be able to see it But It's playing to I think The 17th of July So mm-hmm. it's quite a short run okay. But you might be able to get yourself a, uh, a ticket on Fridays. I think they do Rush Fridays. So at 10 o'clock, they release some tickets. Um, yeah, the National Theatre, yeah. Yes. So you might be able to get yourself a ticket if you want to. So that's an octoroon at the National, playing at the Dorfman Theatre. Apart from that, that's it.
0: Great. Great. Um, I've got a recommendation, a concert recommendation coming up. So on Friday the twenty second of June, which is next week Friday, or the Friday coming up, um, Tank and the Bangers are coming to UK again. What Tank? The singer? No, Tank. Tank. <laughs> it's a band. Tank oh wow! Make it clear. Yeah, so I said Tank and the Bangers. They're a band. I
1: thought it was just Tank. Tank
0: and, and the, ba- the Bangers. No, no, no.
1: Like he has like a a band
0: that <laughs> No, Tank and the Bangers. Uh, this kind of neo-soul, R&B, rap, um, hip-hop kind of band that mix all kinds of different genres together. Coming to UK again, they, they were kind of known majorly through their NPR Tiny Desk um, live session. And it's kind of got quite a few million views on on YouTube, I believe. Um, but yeah, they're a really, really dope, dope band. Uh, they come to UK on Friday 22nd. Um, they're going to be performing at the Curzon Hotel, LP at the Curzon Hotel, um, at 7 o'clock Tickets start from £20 Which is definitely a good A good, good price And tickets are available on Ticketmaster I am planning to go on the show to the, Plan to go to the show um, Hopefully um, okay, so have hope to Tickets
1: see. are so, not sold out, boy Yeah,
0: tickets at the moment are still available As far as I know So if you do want to check out a good show on a Friday night With some friends or your loved one Check it out, go and do that Do your thing Yeah Cool. but you've got a, a recommendation don't you
1: yeah just a quick one um taler fest is back um and it's started on the 11th of june and it's going on until friday the 29th of june so um i know they have a couple of events at rich mix and also i don't know other places but they it will involve um some workshops readings um and a couple of plays so definitely go down along it's it's basically work in progress by writers and artists who will be the next generation to shape British theatre. Come along and see fresh ideas as they take shape and stick around to chat to the artists at the bar afterwards. So on Thursday evenings, I believe this is Rich Mix. On Thursday evenings, come and see scripts in hand readings of new plays. And on Friday evenings, come and see mixed bills of theatre makers. So all tickets are £5. So yes, 5 pounds Amazing. there's no complaints you can't say that theater is expensive because these this is this this is where you need to be yeah because these are upcoming theater makers who potentially are going to go on to make shows at the Young Vic at the Old Vic at big at the Battersea Arts Center everything national theater all that stuff they're going to make stuff up there mm. so this is where they're starting so this is the perfect place to go and see them create their new stuff and you know that oh yeah i was there when they you know when they first did their first play so definitely go and check out um taloa and um, go to the taloa website i believe um we will share that link on our socials too song of the week song of the week song of the week song of the week what's your song of the week steven
0: um i'm gonna after the amount of songs that have been released this past few weeks and the amount of music been released in the past few weeks i'm gonna keep it kind of keep it kind of sober and keep it kind of mellow i'm going to um give a shout out to gold links new track which is called uh, got friends featuring miguel
1: she said all of my bitches got friends yeah
0: yeah so that was um gold links track um so yeah like that was that was it A smooth smooth song with miguel's voice in there which is great can't go wrong with that really So uh, i think Gold's, gold links kind of trying to get back into the billboard charts again because obviously he did have that hit with crew so that and song yeah. was quite popular. That's true. so yeah, we would have to see where where, go, where where this track goes, but it seems like it's got potential to be, be a, maybe a, definitely a summer anthem so yeah how about you Jules? uh
1: my track of the week as per usual or track track of the week or track of the episode track of the episode as per usual is a Soko track um, and it's Marshall Montano, which is Do play that. Yeah yeah, whoa, whoa 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 whoa, yeah 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 yeah. Hand up, I'm up, girl. When you come out, you come out proper, girl. You're looking good. Oh, I like your shock when you dance up on this stage. When you come up on this stage, don't play up, girl. Don't play
0: up, girl. Don't play up if you're whining,
1: whining. Again. This is. Do you know what? Yeah, this is probably my track of. I've got probably three tracks of twenty eighteen that I know that I'll be definitely whining my ways to whining hard for carnival, and this is one of them. So I can't wait for them to play the tunes. You might do see me do split in the middle. Nah, I can't even split. That's a lie. You might still be doing recklessness, wildness, but all in good fun for Soca and for Carnival. So yeah, um, you did you want to? Nah, I'm not even gonna let you. <laughs> I was going to say, did you want to talk about Kanye and Kid Cudi? But I don't want to hear it.
0: Actually, I'm going to talk a bit about it. No, I'm joking. I'm not. I'm going to leave that to another time because I still... I'm still, I, i I'm trying to do things differently when it comes to taking in music. Maybe so, you should come and
1: get somebody, one of your friends on the episode to talk about it. Talk yeah, about the whole
0: good music thing. I get, I'll get. i get a musician in here. So I'll have a chat about it soon or later. Yeah, because
1: me, I will not be there.
0: So, um, yeah, that's...
1: That's a wrap guys. That's an episode. That's what they do in it. At the end of like when they finish filming stuff. That's a wrap guys. Everyone claps and is happy. Um but yeah, it's been fun. Um, make sure you check us out. Follow us on our socials. We are on Twitter artistic SOM, Facebook artistic state of mind, um, Instagram artistic SOM pod, um and follow us <laughs> Stephen's looking at me like i said it wrong Did no you, you it wrong? said it all right oh all yeah right. wow um you could also make sure you share subscribe review us on apple Podcasts and also SoundCloud. you yeah. know we drop episodes there all the time we're trying to be as active as possible on socials but guys talk to us in it you know if you talk to us you definitely reply And shout out to those guys who have been kind of like interacting with us and everything. Oh, and just a quick one. Um, I appear on a podcast called Young Free, Young, oh my
0: God. Young Free and Coupled. Young Young, Free and
1: Coupled, um, where I talk about artistic state of mind and also my production company. So again, I've shared, we share that on the social. So make sure you guys go and check them out. They are um amazing and it was good to sit down and chat with them and stuff like that all things kind of the art stuff so in the meantime stephen where can they find you personal wise
0: um i'm on barely on twitter but barely yeah. um if you want to follow me on twitter which is my so Twitter is smiling um mastermind without the just type in smiling mastermind i'll be there
1: and he barely smiles so i don't know why he called I himself that I, I smile a lot um and you can find me on my socials jules montana 88 um i tweet from time to time but most of the time i just retweet stuff because that's always fun um but it's been fun guys uh yeah
0: we'll catch you in the next one catch you in the
1: next one peace